you forgan fargan ice hole son of a bebop and other words that kind of sound like curses jamie yeah let's go watch johnny dangerously Welcome to another episode of Good Times Great Movies. We're an 80s movie podcast, and every other week we watch a different movie from the 80s, and then we talk about it. I'm one of your two hosts. My name's Doug McCambridge, and with me as always, Jamie Laurel, wishing, wishing for simpler times, wishing always. that she lived in a time when everyone was poor, I guess, Yeah. <laughs> except for gangsters <laughs> and cleaning ladies. It's Jamie Lorello. Oh, it's a marvelous time. The immigrants were flooding the streets and and just, That's it. it <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Immi- immigrants limited immigrants, let's say. What what would you say? Italians and like, Irish. Like I'm pretty sure that's all there yeah, that's is what we got movie. represented yeah. here, yeah. And I guess yeah. this movie's kind of making fun of those 30s, 40s gangster movies. Is that like what? I, I yeah, don't mean to, I I don't want, mean to say that I'm confused fun with by it. this, but. I don't want to say it's making fun with it. I think it's having it fun with it. Wow. I was like, wait, was this serious? <laughs> Everything no, I it's saw not a serious movie. I did <laughs> first. Because based off my recommendation, which we'll get to, I was like, and this is, no, this is not based <laughs> off of a true story. But I did take a minute to think about it. Because again, I've been watching this movie. This movie is, we did a couple of years back. Was it a Handshake 5 yes, that we called it? 80s right? where, Handshake 5. Where there were, and we talked, yeah, five movies that were sort of important to us. We, we tried to right. avoid things that are just huge blockbusters that everybody's seen, right. but movies that really like tell people who we are. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this was one of yours. <laughs> this was on my list. And we sort of made a pact that we wouldn't choose these movies necessarily right. to cover mm-hmm. because they had um, just a certain connection to us that we were like, you know what, we don't... We already talked about them for our patrons. Yeah. So, right. I mean, I don't want to say that's the only reason, but yeah, that was a reason. However, mm-hmm. we didn't choose this movie, mm-hmm. this 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 pick, necessarily. No. I would this have never a... seen this movie, I'm going to say. I think it's a safe uh. bet to say that there's a really good chance I would have died having not seen <gasps> this. Well, then we must thank the great, gorgeous listener... Mm-hmm. That recommended this movie. We must. Her name is Michelle. Uh, Thank okay. you. <laughs> I mean, I will listen. I am agree. I am going to agree that she's great and gorgeous. I just, I didn't know if you had the name on your notes when you, when you were going, and I decided to help you out a little bit. No, I appreciate Michelle. You. And and I got to tell you, Michelle is really who can forget lace. And I thought. Oh. I really thought that, and I'm not telling Michelle what to do. I thought that after she 
asked if the lace thing was okay since it was a two-parter, since it was a made-for-TV thing, since it was basically four <laughs> hours. And we said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I kind of expected that that would have opened the floodgates. Like set a precedent right for her, in. yeah. And, yeah. And we would just She's be like, mini-series it is. TV mini-series <laughs> after TV yeah. mini-series. And we'd be like, I don't know, I guess we could do all episodes of Dynasty for your choice. But, <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of surprised that it went back to a very traditional um, movie after this. But if you, oh. if you forget, um, before that, who could forget Sweet Liberty? Her other recommendation. Oh, she's she's got some good picks, Michelle. She's just good. She keeps things comical. They're very different. And all, yeah, all three I was going to say. I'm sure unique. there was another one that I forget. Oh, Midnight Madness. Oh, you kind of remember that. The youngest of, of Mikey J. Fox's ever, and there were like teams that had to run around and go on a scavenger hunt. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That was fun. Yeah. That one was fun. Anyway, and if you want to hear our Handshake 5, it's uh, on Patreon, patreon.com slash movies. We got our plug-in at the start this time. Oh, look at that. So, yeah, so uh, if we haven't named the movie, which is something we never do until we're 20 minutes into our show, um, <laughs> it is Johnny Dangerously from 1984, directed by the wonderful Amy Heckerling. Yeah. Uh, who you may know if you're staying in the 80s from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, but if you'd like to creep into the 90s, Clueless? Come yeah. on. Then she does yeah. She does mostly television now. Um, mm -hmm. She had a pretty good run there for a bit. Uh, and I'm not saying the run's over because she does TV. But that's mainly where she works now. Gotcha. And here's the thing that I have yeah. to uh, sort of ask you before we start. Okay. This movie, if you were to look at the movie poster uh, and perhaps watch the trailer, this yeah. movie props up Michael Keaton and Joe Piscopo as equals in this movie. And I oh. would like Joe Piscopo, first of all, doesn't show up until like a half hour into this movie. Well, a young Joe Piscopo does uh, the, the character. You of mean the younger. child? Yeah. Okay. That's no, his character. I'm. But, but I know what you mean. Joe, the, right. Joe Piscopo himself. I was shocked mean. by this. It felt more to me like a Michael Keaton Griffin Dunn movie than anything else. I was very surprised as to how small a role. And I mean, he's kind of the main villain once the other main villain is gone. It's, well, it's yeah, just because so, they got to get that. Yeah, it's Maroney just so bizarre to be like, ah, uh, yeah, Joe Piscopo's in this. I guess he's famous. Let's put him on the poster. But he's kind of like third maybe fourth build in this movie well he's got some pretty fun lines for his character and yeah i, I see yeah, where i'm it's not, not saying like, he yeah he doesn't well he is not the titular character no it's not johnny dangerously and oh i even forget what is his his character's name vermin vermin yeah <laughs> dangerously i really had a hard time yeah. half the time i'm calling michael keaton johnny in my notes half the time i'm calling him keaton i kind of just call mary lou henner mary lou henner all through my notes i as usual that, i had a hard time that. with the names yeah. peter boyle's yeah, always okay. peter boyle i don't care if he's young frankenstein or everybody loves raymond's dad he's just peter boyle or as in he is in this movie. Hold on, wait. Oh yeah, yeah. Flip sure through the right. Hold on, listen. Oh wait, I had it written down. Jacko Dundee. Jacko Dundee. 
this very mobster style. Like, yeah, oh, this yes, would be so silly very and mobster so fun. Style. When I hear Dundee, I think of mobsters, not an Australian guy with the nickname Crocodile. Hey, in the twenties, maybe you don't know. You don't know. I. Oh. You're right. I don't know what was happening in the twenties. Let's tell the story. That just happens. Tell the story. Telling the story. He was like, uh, yeah, that'll go away in a few minutes. And it was gone in a couple seconds. Like, yeah. Um, all right. I loved it. I love it. I love right, it. I love it so much. Let's go to, we are given a very specific date at the beginning, which is 1935. And I think the majority of the movie takes place five years earlier in 1930. Yeah. I tried yeah. to do the math here. Yeah, that was good. That was good. So we really should be saying the 30s. Yeah. When somebody says 1935 and then they say five years ago, I can do that. Yeah, that's good math. Right. Look at you. Yeah, thanks. Just real quick. I mean, I had to count on my hands, but I got there. But you figured mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. This was another, we talked about this in another one of our recent movies, where there's a little bit of that cartoon opening, where the, the, the something fun they did in the, I think more in the 80s. Yeah. I'm trying to think about the 90s, if they did that so much. It's just it's a fun way to kind of, to roll your credits, get your, your opening credits going. I, uh, and give you a little introduction to the movie, but. Right. And if your movie is going to be fun, uh, the movie you're thinking of that we recently watched was Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, which also had Ah. bizarre animated credits. If your movie (laughs) is supposed to be a comedy, that's totally fine. Do it. And something we criticize movies of this decade for a lot. uh, I I didn't have trouble reading the names. (laughs) I didn't have trouble reading these credits, Uh -uh. which is something Uh -uh. we do run into from time to time. Yeah, no, the print was there. It was perfect. We are in a pet store. A very, it's not just a pet store. It's like an exotic pet store. Uh, Jamie, like, there's dogs and cats. What are you talking no, about? No, there is. He's also like feeding a like, and a parrot. And oh, yeah, there's, there's a, a whole other team of like lizards, isn't he feeding? And he's he's got a tray of food that he brings out to them. He's all He takes very good care of his pets. It's very cute. Michael Keaton does a great job in this movie. Uh, I'm just going to say that right off the bat. Uh, okay. What is with this eye makeup? What are they doing? What are they oh, doing? Oh, where he the looks eye- like he's wearing eyeliner? Yes, it, it is wild. <laughs> and he's the only one. Everybody else looks like they just showed up on set and they got fitted for whatever suits they were wearing. And for some reason, they made it look like he has two black eyes or plays guitar for Green Day or something like that. Like, it is a very strange look. At, but I I guess that's... I, I want to say it's the gangster style. I don't know that gangsters wore eyeliner, I, but... I don't notice it in those old movies, but, the, you know, they, they talk about James Cagney and stuff like that. Like, maybe there was eye makeup in those movies. But I feel like I watch a lot of those old movies and I never noticed that before. No? No. He just looks very strange. specifically gangsters. Well, I... Maybe that was a way to make him stand out a little. Maybe it was an experiment he was doing. I don't know. I, I don't know. But I do know that he, yeah, he's got a little. There's something. A little cover girl. <laughs> stay all day. <laughs> black eyeliner happening around his, his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a young, almost a newsie himself, like a young kid comes in. You see a kid um, in a movie and it's set in the 30s. It's a newsie. Let's just <laughs> listen. Every kid running around this city is a every newsie. Every boy, every young yes, boy. Right. Yeah, probably oh, yeah. There are no the young girls in this movie. Forget that. There are no young girls or people of color because it was the 30s. So, yeah. Yeah, it was New York City in yeah. the 30s. Yeah. Female children did not exist. No, they were, well, they were all at home helping their mom do laundry, which I love how much Ma Kelly did so, so much so laundry. So a lot of laundry. 
It's a lot. There are a lot and of she's so fresh, questions her mouth I had in this movie that were paid off with some pretty good jokes. I, when <laughs> I audibly, sitting alone in my house watching this, audibly yeah. went, how old is this fucking mom? And then he <laughs> says, you're 29. <laughs> I I really did laugh. That really and I love me. it. Jesus, I hope I make it to thirty. <laughs> that is, and that's because it's not the first time you meet her. You meet her on the street. And I was like, this old lady that he's calling mom. This is really weird. And it's not until like the next scene where we where the age is revealed. And I thought that was yeah. pretty funny. All right, yeah. but She's okay, we're, we're not even there. Right. We're, we're not no, even we're not into there. this movie. We don't know we're what's happening. There. Well, we do meet her. Okay, so before, you did talk about the mom before. Um, before the newsie we mentioned walks into the store, we, we see Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. who is Johnny, feeding the pets and doing it. Sure. He's very proud to be this pet shop owner. Yeah. The phone rings and the parrot answers the phone. She sure says, does. Can you get that, Polly? And Polly answers and it's his mom. But the kid walks in and tries to steal a puppy. And or a cat was it a puppy? It's a or puppy. A cat? It's, it's a, a puppy. It's a puppy. He gives him a cat at the end. This but. kid, I did think this was pretty funny too, because this kid comes in to this pet store and looks around, looks to both sides, and unzips his coat. And I was like, "Is this kid going to try and steal an animal?" And he just lifts a dog out and shoves it into his jacket. <laughs> it's pretty great, but he doesn't get that far. Because Michael Keaton put, like, an alarm system on each of these animals. <laughs> it's a weird tag thing that he tag. put on. It's just, like, a string tied to him. And he's like, mm, they're equipped on every animal. And I did not know what he was talking about. <laughs> but he's got the boy's attention now, the boy's right. ear. He tells him, don't worry, I won't call the cops on you, but I am going to tell you of a story of my life of crime and why crime, kid, doesn't pay. Exactly. And I love these kind of movies where we're telling a story so we get to go back to and see. It's We get it's, to go I back to a lot of stock this. footage for a while, which I found really funny. It was like, oh, this is just stock footage. of. Like, oh, yeah, when we're learning 20s, about the immigrants right? that yes. came. Yeah. But then yeah. it like it's all stock footage and it's all in black and white. And then suddenly we see like a clean black and white image. And I'm like, oh, okay, now, now this Here is the go. movie. And then yeah. it kind of dissolves or fades into color. Or color comes through. There's a lot in this movie that I found pretty funny. And most of it, I got to tell you, his mom is doing a great job. Oh, she's a riot. Like, this she woman, is. when I guess he is legit a newsie on the side of the street. Yeah, and yeah she's, he's selling papes because yeah. that's what you do. Who knows where she's coming from? And the fact that it's snowing and it's cold and she even says, like, this is one of the worst Julys in yeah. years. <laughs> it's really, I, her delivery is amazing she was really yeah. really fantastic in this movie yeah so. she was i agree yeah. i agree her character is a lot of fun her line delivery is is spot on yeah but yeah he's selling papes mom's mom tells him you know you get upstairs soon it's this is the coldest <laughs> january or Ju- july um he gets into a little fight a little scuff a little with another fight. Uh, a well a fellow news he and this right? kid this kid hauls off and punches him right in the face and he beats the shit out of this kid yeah quite a little quite a little fist pot fight they have over the corner because you know that's the newsies thing who uh-huh. sells their papes where yeah. um and it just so happens the local gangster sees it peter boyle Dundee. is wildly impressed with watching two children beat each other up well he needs a guy like this on his team like he really so, is sitting there like the biggest smile on his face mm-hmm. just being like that kid 
He can hold his own. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I want to scoop him up. Mm-hmm. And he makes the offer to Johnny, and Johnny says, he, he says, you know, you can make 50 bucks. Hey, basically, like, you want to break the law for 50 bucks, kid? Yeah. And he says, I can't break the law to break my ma's heart. Yeah. Oh, our first and conversion, 50 bucks then, $700 today. Like, that's wow. pretty good. Yeah, they throw around the money amounts that I don't think mm-hmm. that they're... Like we said, the old lady that asked for $19,000, like, that's not even an amount she would know to ask for. <laughs> I don't think. I mean, maybe. <laughs> that is, Jamie, I told you, that's over $300,000 today. And just the fact that you would, even today, the mob, let's say a bunch of mobsters, you literally watch them murder somebody, and they say to you, how much to keep your mouth shut? And you say, I don't know. $375,000. I don't think they're going to give that to you. When a wad of money rolled up. I love yes, it. Exactly. I love it. So, yeah, the offer's made, yeah. but he refuses it because he doesn't want to follow life. He's crime. a good kid. You know, yeah. he, he says, like, He's got I can't heart. commit crimes. It'll break my mother's heart. Well, and we find out, which is kind of funny in the apartment, when he goes back to his apartment, he runs forever up the stairs. It's the yeah. biggest apartment building ever. He runs forever up the stairs, and um, his father, there's a picture of him in, like, in a, I was going to say a jail onesie. That's not what they're called. <laughs> it's pretty close. I mean. <laughs> and they're not called scrubs. What are they called? <laughs> I don't know. Jail outfits? A jail ensemble? <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Okay. What do we know? We've never spent time in jail with the stripes. There, he, there. They have a picture of the dad, and he is apparently a yes. criminal. It makes me um, think that stripes, and not in their lives. striped jail outfits were popular in the twenties and thirties. They don't exist today. Maybe they were never a thing, and it was just like a thing for TV and movies. For the movies yeah. to show the. No, I think they were a thing. Really? Do you also think. think that? Bags with dollar signs on them full of money might have been a thing too. Because yeah, that's I do. What movies taught me as well. All right, I do. Boy, they were really just spot on. They were like, well, these guys are in jail. There's bars all over the place. So just I guess we should just stripe you know, them out. Have a pattern with the same mm-hmm. stripes. Mm-hmm. Put them in there. What's in that bag? Money. How do we know? How will people know what to steal? Well, we'll put a big dollar sign on it. There you go. I love it. There you go. That's how it's worked. That's how you know you're not getting a bag of laundry. Exactly. So he gets home and his doctor has just left the apartment. I do love this doctor and all these different medical issues that Ma Kelly has. I got to tell you, later on when this doctor um, is on, I don't know, the 47th operation, I think this doctor is just fleecing this family at that point. Like, I think this doctor is just like, this family has cash now. Uh, I'm going to take full advantage of this. He asked for, is it the, well, this one is the, um, the problem is, is her pancreas. Right, yes. She needs a pancreas operation, mm-hmm. and it happens to be on special this week, which every time he, she needs a surgery, he's like, well, it's a special. Yep. It's forty nine ninety five. Yes. He a doesn't have crying. much of a choice. Right. He, he kind of has mm-hmm. to go and do this. Listen, that'll cover the operation, plus he'll have five cents left. And right. back then, so he could, who knows what that could buy you. Right, tired. I mean, dinner. Yeah, he could maybe have fired glasses or something. We meet. We also meet his. Uh, so we meet his mom and we meet his little brother, um, Tommy. This so Tommy. kid is like eight years old and professionally studying law at this point. Yeah, he's excited about it. And again, the picture of his dad is in a mm-hmm. frame, and I love it. So it is Ma Kelly's birthday. We mentioned she's turning thirty. Yeah, sure. Twenty nine. 
and uh, Johnny bought her a present, and it's an ashtray. And she goes, oh, an ashtray? I wanted to take up smoking. Thank you. It's really given her that nudge she needed to take up smoking. So, yeah, but all of this is to say he loves his family very much, mm-hmm. and they're a very connected family. And, of course, he's got to turn to a life of crime for the money that will help support his mother, who, when she's in the apartment, when they show her in the apartment, half the time she's ironing because she... That's what her job is, is to do the laundry of all of the people in the community. Oh, I was going to listen, you could have stopped after all of the people because it's never expressly made clear how much laundry she's doing or I mean who she's doing laundry for. Later, we see there's an entire room where the entire ceiling caves in and it's Mm -hmm. full of laundry. Um, great, like physical comedy by Michael Keaton. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, so he decides I'm I'm a little confused about this stick up or whatever this is because they go to a casino a like yeah like a yeah. nightclub casino owned by listen I don't know this guy's name I literally wrote Dracula in my notes like this Maroney. guy this guy Maroney the, the, he's so great the, he's so the great. way this guy looks he looks like a <laughs> wax figure has come to life. And somehow looks, appeared in a movie. He looks very crazy, and I want to know who gave him the direction that they gave Every, him because his accent that he uses. Everything about him. You could tell me that it's just a child with prosthetics on, and I would believe it. No part of this man looks like a human being. Later, when he's a robot, I was like, that's amazing. Oh, that yeah. robot looks when just like him. When he's a like robot him. that comes out of the box. It's, I love it when he's at court and he freaks out about the how, which train is faster than that train. He's like, this is a trick question. <laughs> this guy is insane. I looked him up. Um, he kind of looks very similar. Like, I was surprised with his headshot <laughs> on IMDb that he still kind of looked like that. Um, yeah. He, he did stuff. He hasn't worked in a few years. He, you know, his biggest role was in this movie, but... Yeah, he, well, he's great. He this looks mo- this... wild. Later on, when his picture's in the newspaper, oh, it's just like this crazy darkness, eyes. but the whitest of eyes. I, yeah. This is insane he's... looking. If you know this movie, you know that some his lines are some of the memorable oh. ones because he, and I don't think this movie has any cursing in it. Uh, and he uh, does it. it. I don't even know because it yeah. took me so long to realize that he wasn't cursing. Because when oh my god, when it started, he's, he's like, "I'm gonna fucking take your fucking arm no, and I'm gonna rip it off your fucking in. leg and I'm gonna shove it up your ass." I'm like, "What is this movie rated? What am I watching right uh, now?" No. And it took a long time for me to realize that it was just swapping in like fucking. Forgan, ice Forgan. hole, Forgan ice hole. Yeah, it's just, and you're, it's he does crazy. say something about a claw. I'm gonna squeeze your cock or something. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm crushing your balls in a meat grinder. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> cocks and dicks and all sorts. No, of stuff. No, but he doesn't no, say no, no, it. Right, like that's what I mean. Yeah. But I'm just yeah. saying. Listen, you knew what you were getting into. For me, this was a brand new experience. Ah, and when yeah. this guy started f-bombing everything i was like what movie i thought this was a kid's movie like i really didn't know what was going on later when we're seeing a cartoon 
balls brush his teeth or whatever. I was oh. like, what <laughs> is going great. on right now? That's pretty great, too. I forgot about that, but then instantly remembered it when I saw it. Because, again, I did watch it as a kid, so I don't know I understand the balls part as much when I was a kid watching <laughs> that it, but was, it was still a lot of fun. That was wild. I am still confused as to what the purpose of that film was. And it was so that he wouldn't have sex with him. He wouldn't want to have sex. He would go to law school. I understand that. I just mean, if you are Griffin Dunn at that moment and you watch this, what are you getting out of it? What is the message that you're getting out of your balls brushing their teeth and like exercising? And then Betty Boop, kind of, enough so you don't get sued, walks over and then you explode. And I'm like, well, wait. I like the beginning, all the guys with the big balls looking around the hospital. There's a lot going on. We're not even there. I I don't want to get too far ahead. No, we're not there. We're skipping all ahead because you just, you want to. You want to dance with this movie. It's so fun. Yeah, I kind of want to know what's going on. But, so they go to Rob Dracula and they go to this, um, like you said, nightclub. Um, And the kid is tasked with I guess his only job is to put guns inside of newspapers and then kind of deliver them to the right people, deliver them to the right people so that Peter Boyle and his gang can rob everyone, but not everyone. No, this movie, I love. They kind of want to take over the nightclub, I think. Right. Well, Mm -hmm. do that. I mean, they talk about only robbing Mm, the one maybe guy right. maybe just yeah this movie's so funny because what i love about this movie and and they do this a lot in those old um movies that they're kind of spoofing here mm. is and michael keaton at one point even expressly says it. he's like yeah we were criminals but we also did some really really good things for the community because it really is like well these are the bad guys but these are the not really bad guys like that's what i found really funny about this and they expressly like say like yeah we're criminals but you know what we give stuff to orphanages or whatever and that's like we're the ones you should be rooting for i kind of found that fun because if you think about it from the other thing and you're like oh i'm just watching horrible people do horrible things to other horrible people that's not as fun you no, need some sort of fun. You need some sort you need of need a little redemption yeah, yeah. If you're watching goodfellas you need some sort of rooting interest even though now that I think about it, I'm not sure I'm supposed to root for that movie. Um, Karen, maybe. I don't oh, know. yeah. You're probably, <laughs> you're probably right. Karen? Maybe Debbie Mazar? I don't know. <laughs> you got a fucking whore up there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, they kind of robbed this place, and um, it kind of goes bad. It's really, well, it gets a little fun mm-hmm. where... What do you mean? It kind of goes bad. Well, because the the Dracula and his buddies kind of get the drop on them. Oh yeah, but that's when right. Michael Keaton or, or uh, baby Johnny baby ca- cooks. Keaton. Yeah, baby, baby, baby Johnny. <laughs> baby Johnny kicks it in the high gear, and I love it. Maroni gets so mad. He's like, "Stop that kid! He's swinging around like a monkey." Because he is. He's just like he kind of takes over and does this fancy footwork moves, and even shoots himself. Gets himself to slide across the bar with a bucket on his head to a, knock Maroney down. A metal bucket on <laughs> his head, then runs and slides, and then the footage is sped up like you're watching a Three Stooges cartoon. Yeah, cartoon. I guess when they're on Scooby Doo, it's a cartoon. And then he hits him <clears> and basically saves Peter Boyle's life. Yeah. Yeah, there are so many times in this movie where people are shot and they're totally fine. There's like no evidence that they were shot. Well, 
Peter Boyle, we should mention this, he is okay right. because he's got a little cigarette case yes. that blocks the bullet plus then baby Michael Keaton, um, yeah. baby Johnny Dangerously, help right. save him too. So yeah, they look like they're in a little bit of trouble for a second, but then... Um, but. But Johnny but Dangerously comes Johnny to the Dangerously rescue. Johnny Dangerously saves also, the day. he's not even named and, Johnny Dangerously, because this is when yet. Peter Boyle says, what's your name? And he says, Johnny. And Peter Boyle's like, Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, That's and then she gets his titular now. name. And and uh, uh, Dracula, as you like to call him. I'm going to keep um, doing it. You can Maroney, call him his real name. That's fine. Maroney tells him, looks at him, and says, I never forget a forgin face. Yeah, like, like, I'll never forget. Like, I don't know. That kid looks nothing like Michael Keaton. If I if I saw him as a child and I saw Michael Keaton, I would not put two and two together. The but for five, was you know what? Off. For five years, he saw this kid grow up. I'm sure they live in the yeah, same community. So they know, right? Right. Oh, can I also say I find it funny sometimes when they cut back to Michael Keaton telling the story and he's at always doing fun things. I love this one. Where he oh. has the pricing gun and he's putting prices tagging all directly the animals. onto the animals. First. And he's just doing it casually. He hangs up one, puts yep. a little price tag, hangs up another. Yep. So funny. Oh, I guess they do still do that. Uh, they stores. do not put price tags on animals, Jamie. I don't know where no. you do your animal <laughs> no. shopping. <laughs> no, at the store. Do they do that like the price tag gun anymore? Don't you just scan all your items in with the barcode? Yeah, I don't like, think even, they don't do you... that. Yeah. I remember that was a thing. How fun was it to like use that? I've never used it. Wait, wait, where were you working? Where you got the price well, things? My dad, he worked when he worked at a because he was a butcher and it, sometimes you'd help him in the the store and you would price things with that. That was super did your, fun. Did your dad like this movie? Mm, we watched it as a kid. I th- yeah, I, he liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it as a kid. My siblings and I, my brother and I really liked it. And I'm pretty sure my dad enjoyed it, too. That was, okay, yeah. I, I really thought when I said that, you would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, my dad loved this. Like, I could yeah. picture him being like, Jamie, they got our number, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> they know what we're like. Yeah, this was one of the movies in my family rotation, or at least, again... I remember my brother and I, my brother, my brother would do that Maroney line, you forgin' ice hole all the time. And they were the other line that, um, that pet Piscopo's character says, my mother did that to me oh, once, man. just once. It, by the end of this movie, I'm like, Oh God, he murdered his entire family. <laughs> his entire family's dead. Because, and they do terrible things to him. His father hangs him on the back of a yeah. wall. His mother tried to shoot like they, that's not yeah, cool. No, yeah. We did they deserve this to movie. die. It was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They were not nice to you. That's why you're right. issues. So we get um, like, we get, like, this is really weird. Cause then he's like, and five years passed and I was part of the mob. And then we get like, all sorts of mob montage stuff where people are like talking and sometimes screaming. And I'm like, Oh, this is like all cut footage. (laughs) Like it's just other scenes that I guess we're not going to see, but they're like, Oh, we can use this because you do watch Dracula just like screaming, but you can't hear a word he's saying. (laughs) And yeah. So that sort of says, and I think it catches you up to, yeah, he's like, all right, now we're up to five years ago. Mm hmm. Oh, this is when he's talking about all the good things they did. And Peter Boyle and his cronies are dressed like elves at one point <laughs> around Christmas wrapping presents. Just wrap it. For whom? Maybe each other. We don't know. Yeah. But they were doing nice yeah. things. Well, and then 
uh, Johnny goes back to his hometown and they love him there. Everyone is just so excited to see him. Johnny dangerously, Johnny dangerously. But then he makes the announcement he's going to go visit his mom and he makes the announcement and the whole neighborhood chimes in. Remember, I'm just a nightclub owner, not a notorious gangster. Because apparently the whole neighborhood knows who he really is, this notorious gangster. But um, his mother and his brother They're still the believe only him to people. be... Yeah. They do not know he's a mobster. That they, was kind of yeah. fun because there's like a lady like coming down the downspout like it's a fireman's pole. Like some uh-huh. old lady jumps out the window to come down. The Pope's there. I mean, Dom DeLuise. Oh, Dom DeLuise does a fun, always fun to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is like the Pope, not just like the local priest or clergyman. He's the Pope because mm-hmm. he gives him. Gives him again some a lot of money and tells him to bring it to the Vatican or whatever to clean up the Vatican oh, with it. You know what this reminded me of, Jamie? And this is listen. It's not like I want to talk about the Spice Girls all the time, but but you kind of in do. the Spice Girls movie there was one funny thing where they asked um, they asked one of the Spice Girls something like you know do you <laughs> like we're talking about Johnny? I know. I know. Spice <laughs> like do you like to? wear these outfits or do you like you know do you believe in girl power and she goes is the pope catholic and it becomes <laughs> such a big deal in this movie like it's a huge controversy because then they oh. cut to news people where they're like the spice girls are questioning whether the pope is actually catholic or not anyway a fun part of that movie that i forgot to talk about while i was talking about the spice girls well, good. And I needed Dom DeLuise to remind me of that. And I'm glad he did. I'm sad that Dom DeLuise only had this little bit. I wish we saw more of him, even as the Pope. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's kind of like, I wish he did come back, because we have, um, what's his face? I don't know the actor's real name, but my favorite Martian playing that news guy, that newspaper guy, he's, uh, he's in there all the time. Yeah. Like, every ten minutes, he's getting hit by something. And I kind of expected Dom DeLuise to wander into another scene at some point, yeah. but he never does. But this was all we see, Emma. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's all we see. Um, so he goes upstairs to visit his mom again, mm-hmm. and we talked about still ironing. Yeah, we talked about all the laundry that falls on his head in another room. I love it. Over. He, she's got something boiling on the stove, and it's just beer oh, with it's noodles. Just beer, right. His brother, now played by Griffin Dunn. Mm-hmm. of who's that girl fame uh, that's what i'm gonna say okay. um he says that he is dropping out of law school he's there yeah. with his girlfriend fiance i don't know because later on they're engaged and somebody's like wow you guys are engaged and i thought wait were they engaged before but i guess they're just dating now i don't know what's going on but he mentions that he is dropping out of law school but yeah. he cannot say why in front of his mother I love it. I love it. And I love it. So he says he can't say why. And, and Johnny's like, all right, no big deal. Like, we'll, we'll sort this out. You come visit me and we'll talk about it. And when Johnny leaves, she's like, can't say it in front of me. Why? Because you want And she's, the mom, Kelly, just comes out and says, oh, because you want a pork. Because you want to have sex. Because you want to hump her leg that, or hump her, her bones. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. She turns into like Burgess Meredith from Grumpy Old Men for a little yeah. while. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. Um, so then we, we go with Johnny, because uh, Johnny's like, oh, come over later to the club, and you can yeah. talk to me about this. So now right. we go to his club, 
Um, there's the doorman gag where his doorman says so many nice things about his mom. And, and he has to keep tipping, tipping him, him the yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is where, <laughs> like later oh, when yeah. they're, he's getting shot at yeah. and the doorman's still giving, he still has to give the doorman yeah. money. But this is where we see Mary Lou Henner. We're introduced mm-hmm. to this character, Lil, I believe Lil. her name is. Yeah, yeah. And she is singing and all the other girls are so into... Johnny. Johnny. But yeah. He's, they swoon on him. They say, yeah. Johnny, can you be my first? Right. Johnny, I'm available tonight. Yep. And he's just cool as a cucumber. He's got all the ladies. He's not slimy, but he's cool, right? Yeah, he's, and then, yeah, he's cool, but right? he's like got his sights locked onto Mary Lou Henner. Oh, yeah. He's all, all eyes on her, and she's sassy. He comes over. He brings his card. He's trying to get uh-huh. her number, and she's kind of like, no, I'm, yeah. I'm not into you. No. And did you like this? She was a simple girl from Pittsburgh. Oh, because I'm a simple boy from Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes, right. I did like later when she thought she was in Chicago. I did like that. She's like, oh, I'm in Chicago. Yeah. He's like, this is New York City. She was like, <laughs> whatever. I mean, like, they're the same. Yeah, super fun. Um, so now, after this kind of, I mean, it's not an awkward encounter, but she's not interested. She seems like a tough chick. Uh, yeah. Now we she finally meet because he goes to Peter Boyle's office to talk oh, to him right. about this because mm-hmm. I guess Peter Boyle really owns this club. I don't really know. But let's just say that Johnny Dangerously is the manager and Peter Boyle's the owner. I'm not sure. It's, that's how it would work. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now Peter Boyle basically says, hey, I'd like you to meet Danny and Dutch. I don't know why I wrote Dutch's name down. Yeah, this guy's down barely Dutch, got any moments in this movie. But uh, Danny is revealed, first of all, to be Joe Piscopo, but also mm-hmm. to be the kid that he fought with on the street corner at the beginning of this movie. And he's like, so they have hey, some history. these guys are working for me. Um, listen, we know that you're you're kind of in charge. But, hey, they're here, so. They're, I think he even says, Danny... And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember you from the old neighborhood. And he's like, yeah, I've become a real scumbag. Yes. <laughs> and Johnny's like, it's all right. Fun. It's good to have goals right. and reach them. Yeah, again, Michael Keaton is so charming. It really doesn't matter what he's doing. He is just very, very charming in mm-hmm. kind of any movie. Like, I don't know. I'm not telling listeners anything they don't know. All of this possible tension, I don't even know, is broken up. When oh, when the package arrives. A giant crate is delivered. <laughs> and when it's opened up. And it's not Richard Pryor. No, just no, so no. You know. yeah, right. Richard Pryor does not <laughs> jump out to become a white child slave <laughs> in this movie. Even though that was a Jamie birthday pick, as this movie would have been if it wasn't uh, Handshake 5. No, this crate is full of an animatronic Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> who shows up with a giant machine gun and shoots at everybody and misses everyone. Yeah, misses everybody. They all duck down. <clears throat> and then it. I think it's got a note attached to it that says, the note reads something like, if I missed all of you. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, what a shame, but I'll holes. kill you yeah. later. Right. Yeah. And then there, there is now a little bit of tension between Johnny and Joe Piscopo. And this is where Johnny lifts him up and hangs him on the back of the door. Well, the John, Joe Piscopo, or yeah, Joe Piscopo's character's reaction is instantly like, well, we'll kill him. That's what we'll do. And he says he's got a gun that can shoot through schools. Right. Which yes. 
is a little bit, but whatever. Which doesn't, but, let's say that joke doesn't age that well. No, not Jeez. at all. I know. When he said it, I kind of bit a knuckle. I was like, oh, that's not so fun. <laughs> like, all right. Um, I mean, you don't need to brag about that. Uh, yeah, you, exactly. You could have said any Ooh. institution. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have to do that, but they did. And right. it works for the time for this. Um, but yeah. They get heated and hot about how to deal with this, and Johnny has his ways, and Danny, Joe Piscopo, wants to come on, take over. Right. And yeah, Johnny kind of hangs him on a hook. Yeah, on the and then he's the basically like, listen, I will take care of this my way, which means that he's going to fly a plane and drop a well, bomb I love it. on this I love guy. It. He says, he hangs him on the hook, and then, again, Piscopo has this titular line, or this line that he does. Um, and he says, my, you shouldn't have grabbed me. My mother grabbed me and hung me on a hook right. once, just once. Right. So what happened to mom? We don't know. But he says, don't worry, because then his, you know, his boss is like, well, how are you going to handle this? He's like, we're going to do something very subtle, yep. something very quiet. It's just going to be handled our way. Right. And then we see him in an airplane bombing the nightclub. This cartoonish violence is so bizarre, because it's there so are funny. multiple times in this movie where people should have exploded and just kind of walked out. But that's out why it's like so a, fun. Like you're in a Looney Tunes cartoon and they're yes, like, Yes, exactly. Oh, I'm going to get it's, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching a mafia cartoon. It's yes. pretty great. Speaking um, of cartoons, Griffin Dunn comes over later and is like, Hey, mm. uh, Johnny, let, let me uh, talk to you about what's going on. And I love how Johnny's surrounded by women. And he's yeah, like, do you, think this seems, do you think this is good? This is terrible. Yeah. This is a terrible yeah. life I'm living. It's awful. And then he takes him into another room, his bedroom, I guess, because he makes himself in this circular bed. And he has a projection screen that comes down, and he shows him a video. From the Atlanta General Institution. <laughs> Atlanta General Institution called, like, Your Testicles and You or something mm -hmm, like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your Testicles and You. It's... And it starts out with all these men in a hospital hallway <laughs> so with these huge, huge balls. It's an enlarged scrotum, right. but they're huge. Like, they're comically, oh, this is not yeah. a condition. It's this just old happen. men walking around with giant balls, and then just the <laughs> like doctor's Obnoxiously there. giant. Yeah, like, like, really crazy. And yeah. then the doctor's there sitting at his desk, and he's like, let me show you this cartoon. Uh -huh. <laughs> and like I said before, it's... I get, listen, I was trying to figure out the anatomy of this thing that we're looking at, but I guess it's balls that have a body and arms and legs. And they're like a little bit hairy. Yes. But it just goes through a daily routine. It's taking a bath, brushing his teeth, because he has eyes and a nose and a mouth, of course, too. And then he's working out. This thing is lifting yeah. weights. Griffin Dunn does not seem to understand what's going on. He looks wildly confused watching this. We mm -hmm. literally just saw real footage of old men with giant balls. And now mm -hmm. we watch a cartoon where Betty Boop comes out, rubs herself against them, and this cartoon the balls explodes. explodes. <laughs> yeah. Which I was like, well, wait, if those old men had exploded balls, why are they so big? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Griffin Dunn... The, the, He's convinced now. He he can have. Right. He shouldn't be looking forward to sex because sex can be a dangerous thing. And now the job's done. This was Johnny's job. He promised his mother, "Don't worry, I'll take care of it. I'll convince, I'll convince right. him to go back to law school." And he does. This video convinces him that he can wait to get married. 
Yeah, his because that's you know he your, does say your that balls when he can sits, explode at any time. It doesn't you don't it yeah. doesn't need to happen now. When he sits down with his brother, when the whole starts, he ba- he basically says, um, you know, I I just want to have sex really bad. Yeah. You know how hard it is to to not to right. want to have sex so badly. Um, yeah. But, but he's, now, he's convinced and literally, in case we as the audience weren't sure, he says, I'm going back to law school yeah. and runs out of the room. So, and honestly, crisis averted. Johnny dangerously just smiles confidently. I was like, hey, sure, he I did. He did yeah. his job. Listen, he is, mm-hmm. a, he is a man who kind of strolls through life and can do no wrong. At every mm-hmm. turn, the decisions he's making are good ones. No one appears to be hurt by anything he's doing. He literally bombed a man who's totally fine now. So it doesn't really matter. Then we go to the nightclub, like, at night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The nightclub at night. And Peter Boyle gets up and does his big speech about how Johnny is now his successor. Yeah, he's passing it down. Right. Kind of passing the baton. And then, now, Jamie, I know you love this movie. And who am I to sit here and say bad things about a movie you love? I got to tell you, Mary Lou Henner comes up to sing and the gags are not there. It is not funny. Her little song and number. It is. It is. Right. Like, I am a big fan of Hot Shots. Oh, there is a scene in Hot Shots where the woman, oh, I forget the actress's name, but she is singing. And she yeah. falls off the piano while she's singing. Oh, she swings yeah. the mic at one point, hits a guy in the face. She drinks, she stops singing, drinks water while the song and her voice continues. <laughs> like, I was ready for those gags. I was ready to go, no, it how dare you, Hot silly. Shots, rip off this movie. Yeah. But it, it really isn't funny. And I, I know Mary Lou Henner has it in her. Like, this, I was very surprised that, that the jokes weren't here. But it wasn't it. as it weren't loud jokes. They were they were definitely subtle and and yeah, maybe there seductive? were jokes in the lyrics, but it just appears to be a love song to Johnny Dangerously. Yeah, she sings. It's all, like it's a Johnny Dangerously theme dangerously. song, right? Yeah, she wants to sing dangerously. Yes. Yeah. Um, but by the end of this song, be it funny or not, he is hooked. It works for and him. And she's changed her tune. She yeah. she started out not being into him, but mm-hmm. he takes her for a walk i do like it they walk after the show for a long time they're suddenly like in a field and he's like where are we and she, that's when she says something like well i don't know i just love being in chicago and he's like we're not even in chicago yes. we're in new york city yeah it is um, a great sight gag because i really don't know what they're talking about I, i'm not saying well they're but, having conversation yeah. back and forth and it's funny because he's they're like you know like first date getting to know each other and he keeps saying things like well, I didn't know my father, and I didn't know my grandfather, and I didn't know my grandfather's grandfather, and like he's just yeah. <laughs> keeps going through family members that he doesn't. He's going on and on, but the real gag with this is the side gag that the rear projection behind them is constantly changing. So they're like oh, yeah. in the city, but then they're in the country, and then they're kind mm-hmm. of in the suburbs, and they're back in the city, and then at the end they're just in a field in the middle of nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. But then, then <clears throat> this is fun too. They uh, they kiss, and there's fireworks just right. happening. And even in even his boss is looking out the window and sees fireworks. He's like, "Oh, Johnny must be getting laid." Yep. Um, and now after this, they're a couple. They're together. Yeah, they're immediately they're, a couple. She's driving them and dropping them off places. Yeah, and, and she um, drops them off for work. But I guess across this, he still has to go quite a ways to get to work. And now everyone's shooting at him. And is this? 
just because he's the successor? This is the work day. This is the work is getting tough. Right. And because I love it. She drops him off and she says, just be careful, you know, and yeah. have a good day. And he's dodging bullets from even a baby. Maybe a, a baby basket. tries to kill him. <laughs> yeah. A mannequin in the window turns out to actually mm-hmm. be a woman with a gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's trying to shoot him. Um, he eventually gets in and he and Peter Boyle just sit around eating cookies for a well, long yeah, time. It's great because he's like. Oh, it's a tough day out there. And again, I think it's a comical look at, you know, what would a tough day in a mobster's right. life be? He's getting shot at left and right. And yeah, his response is like, well, you know what makes me feel good when we have days like this is I eat a cookie. Just eating so, cookies yeah, and milk. They eat cookies together. But there was a plumber doing some work in his bathroom. Right. Yes. And um, the plumber comes out and then he goes back to take a... a Peter Boyle. To take a pee. Peter yeah. Boyle goes back to take a pee. And... Um, that's when it hits Johnny. Like, oh no, it's probably not good for you to be back there. He calls to him. A big explosion happens, and Peter Boyle comes out of the bathroom holding something in his hand and screaming. Yeah, he's holding. But he like looks fine. The handle, he, like it must be mm-hmm. one of the handle with the, the little chains. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So he's holding that handle and he's screaming and yelling that he blew his dick off. I'm sorry, his dork off, which I found, I found that very distracting. I got my dork in like, my, my hand. dork in my hand. And I'm like, <laughs> is that like an old 1930s name for a toilet handle? Like, I did. I'm so stupid. I did not. Because, again, I thought that one guy was cursing the whole time. So the fact that they're saying dork, I was unprepared for that. Okay. But, yeah, it's a big, like, no, 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 you're fine. And Peter but it's Doyle a sign. Is fine. Yeah, it's a sign that he's going to retire. He's going to fully step down. Like he kind of put the power in Johnny's hands. That what's that exchange was a couple nights ago at the nightclub. But exactly. now he's totally stepping down because things are just getting yeah. too, too dangerous. Yes. Now we um, now we flash back to reality, and Michael mm-hmm. Keaton is polishing a turtle. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> but now I guess so. Now he is the mob boss at this point. Yeah. Um, and I thought we were at um, Griffin Dunn's wedding. We're not. It's just Griffin Dunn's graduation. He has graduated. Right. He says, yes. He introduces this at the pet shop in his story as, yeah, I had a lot of great things going for me. Uh-huh. But uh, Ma's health was in check. Things were good. But my biggest challenge still lies ahead. And that's what then we're introduced to. Yeah, um, yeah. Because the kid's like, hey, yeah. great story, you weird guy that owns a pet store. And he's like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, my story's not over. Like, bad things haven't happened yet. Yeah, um, yeah. And wait I'm like, here. oh, yeah, they haven't. Like, I've just been uh, watching yeah, a movie no, about how great Johnny good. Dangerously yeah. is. So his brother graduates. There's a big celebration. Um, his mother calls him the gay slur <laughs> for a little while. Oh, yeah. That's well, a little bit mo- Yeah, I do like she... She goes to get her camera out of her purse. Yeah. She's like, hold on. She's taking like steak and all this shit out of her purse to look for the camera. I do like how it's just a um, loose steak. Like that is, yeah, that's not, not something you see in these yeah. types of gags. Uh-huh. Is this where after this um, graduation, this is where it runs into the doctor. And what's the problem with her now? It's, oh, it's actually pretty funny. He comes home, Johnny, and the doctor's there and the doctor's like, oh, no. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And she, and he says, it's your mother's thyroid. And he goes, what's the problem? And he goes, oh, she he goes, doesn't we have can't one. find it. Yeah. I did. I did find that pretty funny. And yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't get the I didn't get the idea that he was going to go straight. I, I thought he was Not yet, like, no. just living this life. Yeah. Um, 
So this is where the movie gets a little bit. Now we get into like what this movie is. Uh, it's taken a little while to get there, yeah. but he tried to get his brother a job. Griffin Dunn, a job for some law office. Right. But Griffin Dunn's got his sights set on the DA's office because he wants to fight crime. Bum, mm -hmm. bum, bum. This is a right. big problem. So now, oh my God, I didn't even know Danny DeVito was in this movie, but suddenly said, Danny DeVito's in this movie. Great slime ball, yeah. And Danny DeVito is the DA, mm -hmm. hires Griffin Dunn just to then tell him to take a vacation well like, I'm like why'd you hire him in the first place dude because the da office and that's one thing that johnny is like oh well thank goodness the da office works for me right they pay them off but they so, could have paid them off to not hire his brother that's well, what the i brother, mean i know you have to do this for plot reasons but i just found it like very odd to be like well, why did they hire him if they knew that this was going to be a huge problem? Well, this was his dream job. So Johnny Dangerously wants to give his brother. Oh. He even says later, like, well, no, earlier when the brother finally graduates and, and says, you know, and I want to be a DA. He's like, so the brother that I put through law school yeah. now wants to be. Right. So yeah. you're saying so, even though he knows that there's a potential for serious issues, he lets his brother get this job because well, he yeah, loves his he wants brother his, so much. Yes, okay, yes. Right. And that's when he looks at the, the right, okay. DA because he's the assistant DA, right? The brother. Yeah. So he looks at Danny DeVito, who's basically in his pocket, and says, just don't give him a lot to do. Right, like, right, yes. So Danny DeVito's first thing is as soon as he gets in the office, he's like, you know what? Take a two-week vacation. Right, just right. Just don't, yeah. don't, you don't have but to Griffin Dunn, Listen, Griffin Dunn did not work this hard since he was seven years old to become a lawyer not to do anything because he gets well, right to work. Yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. And I guess the biggest problem in the city, I guess, isn't Peter Boyle's gang and this mysteriously. No, it's this the Maroney mysterious gang. figure named Johnny Dangerously, who nobody, none of his family know about. It's unsure. Yeah, yeah. It's Dracula. He's, he's the big guy. And well, and he, he lists the things that he's, a. did you listen to any of these things that the Maroney's no. gang is accused of? The Christmas Day Slaughter, Lincoln's Birthday Mutilization, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yes, I remember the Groundhog Day Beheading, <laughs> yep. Beheadings rather. Yeah. These are the things. These are these are these are some pretty. Um, <laughs> again, they're they're a very dangerous yeah. group where mm -hmm. Johnny Dangerously groups is they they fight amongst themselves more or less. You know, they keep yeah. it within unless the, how the mobs supposed to work. Bombs no civilians, at other mobsters, or something like right. that. They're right. they're just. You know, getting protection money and, and stuff like that. We right. get that later from Joe Piscopo, who at this point in my notes I wrote, is Joe Piscopo even in this movie? Because, again, we haven't seen him since he was hanging on the back of a door a long oh, right. time ago. Right. When he's left there, he had to right. figure out how to get down. So, But, yeah, so yeah. he gets Maroney in mm -hmm. court and for gets all in of court, these acts. It for, is right. quite the display. Oh, it's quite the show. Court. It's quite the show. He calls them, Maroney calls them all cork suckers. <laughs> Yep. And and um, more Forgan ice holes. That's like his favorite. Mm -hmm. And um, Tommy is grilling him with evidence and is like, well, what about this gun that we found that has your fingerprints on it? And it was found here. And again, Maroney's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then <laughs> he goes crazy with this whole, you know, how fast is this right. train? I don't even know how it goes, but about yeah. the speed of a train and where does it arrive and how does it get there? And Maroney freaks out and he's like, this is a 
trick question. I do not know. And it's 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 great. It's and then great. it's really like like spinning the newspaper into yeah. headline where it says he's deported to Sweden and then has a quote saying that's not even where I'm from. Which yeah, I and he's think, not from there. Yeah, this is this is very like this is very shocking to me because then I went. Oh, the villain of the movie is out of the movie. Like, I really didn't know where we were going. I was, you know, I kind of got the idea that, yeah, it was going to come down to Griffin Dunn versus his brother, of course. Right. But I kind of thought Dracula would be involved. But no, Dracula is done. His part of this story is over. Mm -hmm. And basically, because of that, the mobsters are sort of all bummed out now that I'm going to say they're not killing people as they usually do. Yeah, business is slow, yeah, I guess. business is slow, and, and the main thing is, like, they see Johnny as being a too bit soft. soft. Yes. Yeah, he's too soft, and he's being especially soft now because he doesn't want to get in any extra trouble with his brother's new role. Right, but yes. But Piscopo is like, I don't even tell people what I do anymore. I don't tell them. I tell them I'm a barber or I'm a male nurse. I don't yeah. tell them that I'm right. a... Yes. I'm a gangster. Yeah. And uh, But then Johnny convinces them, and it is kind of great. He's like, are you kidding me? Like, we, first of all, we're the only gang with dental insurance. Uh-huh. Yep. And then he's like, how many hats do you have? How many vacations do you take? Like, they all, he's trying to remind them, like, yeah. the whole I do like how the one guy's like, philosophy, be I, grateful for I have 137 hats. And he's yeah. like, that's a lot of hats. Like, yeah. you should be yeah. happy about that. Yeah, how many times do you and your wife go on vacation? Right. Yeah. So he's reminding them to be grateful mm-hmm. for what they do have, that they do have a lot, and that they are doing right. well. And maybe he yeah. has now convinced them. But meanwhile, Griffin Dunn, he's got his sights set on Johnny Dangerously, and he mm-hmm. goes to Danny DeVito's house. Who, who lives in, like, this outrageous mansion. You're right. He lives in, yeah. He's the DA, lives in a giant mansion, and for some reason, Griffin Dunn's not putting two and two together. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And, and they have a dinner, and he's like, do you want any more milk-fed milk fed veal or whatever? Yeah. Or, I don't know. This meeting turns into sort of a game show. Oh, it's really fun. Yep. It's really fun. Danny DeVito, I love how Danny DeVito wants to give him like a washing machine and then he wants to give him a boat and he wants him to live in the Philadelphia Art Museum. <laughs> That's what <laughs> Is that, that what picture it's a picture of. of? <laughs> I was like, oh, Rocky ran up those steps. Oh, yeah, he shows him, he shows a picture of this could be your house yeah. mm-hmm. and he's trying to like win him over. They have dinner together and then he's like... <laughs> This you all of this could be yours, <laughs> right? And it's funny because his face at first, the brother's face is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. this all looks great. But then yeah, shortly but then he, he turns yeah, immediately. He's like, he realizes uh, uh, he's getting. Also, yeah. I'm gonna go to the real cops about yeah. you. Yeah, and uh, and so oh yeah, Danny DeVito makes a call to he thinks Johnny dangerously to say, hey, this didn't work. It didn't turn out the way we wanted. What should I do? And it's Piscopo that answers and is like. You know what? Oh, I'm Johnny. Yeah, go ahead and kill him. And he's Danny DeVito's like, that's exactly what yep. I thought Johnny would want. He's like, so, oh, I already <laughs> took care of it, which makes me think like, oh, you cut his brakes when he arrived. Like, regardless yeah, of yeah, what was going to happen, he, no he matter was the probably answer, going yeah, to die at the end You of wanted this. this kid out of here. Yeah. But it's funny because he's driving the car and all of a sudden the music speeds up yep. quite a bit while mm-hmm. he's in the car and he loses his brakes. He drives down a hill and... Um, 
Ben Johnny and Ma Kelly and his did fiance. You, did you think it was a little bit distracting as he rolled down this hill? We just heard Griffin Dunn say, Oh my God, oh my God, oh, oh my God. Well, I just looped us. Wow, that's really crazy. That's a weird that's decision great. there. It's yeah, great. but then he's in a full body cast. They all see him in a full body cast. And Johnny knows what happened here. Yeah. He knows that Danny DeVito did this. So yeah. he decides, and boy, oh boy, Jamie, did you do your research with this one? Because I did, and it sent me down an amazing rabbit hole. What, this dinner? Oh, let's talk about this dinner. Because Johnny takes Danny DeVito out for some beers, mm-hmm. and Danny DeVito totally hits on him, which I thought was really great. I love it. He says, what does he tell him? We should spend, we should... Spend some more time so, together. Yeah. How does two weeks in Puerto Rico <laughs> sound to you? Puerto Rico. And I was like, oh, why does he think he's into him? Well, maybe it's because he bought him a smoking jacket, first of all. <laughs> a bright red smoking jacket. Yes. And then, so this is where I was like, something's happening <laughs> so here great. that I'm not, like, my brain not isn't connecting. In. Because mm-hmm. Danny DeVito says, hey, what are we drinking? And... Johnny goes, I got to use the bathroom, read the label. So he reads the label and he's like, malt liquor. And suddenly a bull busts (laughs) through the wall. He holds up this bright red smoking jacket, screams, cut to a newspaper ad that says, basically, Danny DeVito killed by commercial. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So, Jamie. I really needed to know what was going on here. And I looked it up. I went to that thing called the internet. Mm-hmm. And I typed in, you know, Johnny Dangerously Killed by Commercial. There were a series of commercials made in the late 70s by okay. Schlitz. In these commercials, each commercial had two, like, kind of end of their career groups. Like, one mm-hmm. was, like, the, the Platters and Casey and the Sunshine Band or something, okay. where the one group would sing a little bit about how great this beer was, and then the other group would sing like, no, that's not beer, it's malt liquor, read the label. And the other group would read the label and go bull, and a bull would crash through oh. the bar. And I was like, there's a series of these very specific wow. commercials from... And they kind of pay yeah, a little, little I was, Yeah, it. it was like Fun. the commercials were made between like 1976 and 79, so even early for this movie. But the commercials, I got to tell you, are amazing. Are they great? It's really <laughs> great. I had so much fun because I found one and I went, that's really weird. And then I found another one. I was like, these are famous bands doing like shitty slitch, slits commercials. You know slits. I mean. It's yeah. hard to say it. Yeah. Slits commercials in the late 70s. And I was like, oh, I guess that made sense at the time, but I did not understand what was happening. So that's all. I, I, that's great. Yeah. I didn't know that. You I didn't should know look that. into it. it. It really is I am worth gonna watching. Look into them. It. So awesome. Right. Johnny dangerously is a little bit freaked out at this point. Um, it appears that he and Mary Lou Henner have moved in together. We go back to where Johnny lives, and he lives in this apartment building, this fancy yeah. apartment building, where apparently all these other mobsters live. Right. It's like it's, you see the mailboxes <laughs> for different mobsters, right. including yes. the Capones. She wants a couple and, bullets, which I thought was yeah. great. She's like, yeah, can you spare a couple bullets? He's like, we need our bullets. Well, he's very tense. He comes home and he's just had a hard day. He can't, Well, you his know, brother was just DA, in a full body brother, cast. His brother right. might be out of the full body cast now. And maybe that's why he's freaked out. Because he's like, 
He's kind of upset because there's nowhere to run. You know, his brother's probably going to come after him. And Mary Lou Henner's like, hey, you know what? Maybe we should go straight and, uh, you know, have kids in a normal life. It takes a few moments of convincing. And he's like, hey, great idea. All right, let's do it. I mean, when Mary Lou Henner's singing and sure. dancing for you. But um, they have a wedding to go to. It's finally time for Griffin Dunn to get married and get laid. I love at this wedding, um, Ma Kelly makes a little confession. Oh, that she goes both ways? <laughs> Yes. She looks at, at what's her name at what um, Mary Lou and yeah. says, "Oh, I love you so much. I love you like a daughter, you know. And I've always, I just, I want to share some stuff with you." And she's like, "Great, mom. What do you want to share?" I go both ways. <laughs> Mary Lou does not know what to do. Mary Lou's like, uh, "Okay, that's right, great. Okay. Also, you look great for like forty-five. I don't yeah, know exactly <laughs> where, where are we now with your age, but no. Brother finally gets married. He gets married in the courthouse, but." Yes. While he's getting married in the courthouse, Piscopo has followed. Yes, he's been tailing Johnny. Griffin Dunn. Yes, and so um, oh, that's who they. Okay, yeah. I didn't know who they were following because they just but, see Johnny um, by accident. Oh, that's right. They, yeah. But now he sees because the Johnny says like, "I'm so proud of my brother," and he goes, "Brothers." <laughs> yeah, I do like so, how he sees them at the wedding. They're the only people there at this yeah. wedding, and he's like, mm -hmm. "Ooh, intriguing." But it's not until they walk out and he goes, "I'm so proud of my brother." That he goes, "Oh my God, they're brothers." They're that's brothers. Amazing. Yeah, he needs to hear it. Yeah, he's not right, a very right. smart. Gangster. Yeah, he just thought he was hanging out with his basically mortal enemy for fun. Yeah. He was but, invited to the wedding. It would be rude not to show up. Yeah, exactly. He goes, his brother goes right away to take his new bride into a, like, custodian's closet Again, to, to have sex. this brother believes that having sex will make your balls explode, and he cannot wait to do this. He can't wait. He goes in, and they literally go into a custodian closet uh -huh. to just, I guess, get it on. Yeah. And he overhears, while he's in the custodian closet getting intimate with his new wife, he overhears Piscopo saying, I can't believe the new DA's brother is Johnny Dangerously. Yes. But Johnny Dangerously is the right. DA's brother. Yep. And he leaves the girl high and dry, which is so funny because the custodian comes to go into, the, into his little custodian yep. office. And he sees this. I guess naked woman in there and it was like hallelujah or I, something like Jamie, that. I got to tell you I was ready for a very last joke of this movie where they were together. <laughs> no, it's going to sound terrible but I got to say it. I was really ready for a joke at the end of this movie where Griffin Dunn is like Johnny, also, I have a kid, and it's a little black baby. Like, oh. I was totally ready for that. Like I was like, all right, we're in the 80s. They would make this joke. They would make this joke. Yeah, yeah. I 100% expected it to happen. It would I'm be a good one. I'm glad it didn't, but mm -hmm. I really expected it to happen. It would have been a good one, though. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I was ready. And um, this, this yeah. movie could have pulled it off. Yeah. So now, right outside, he had just gotten oh, married, yeah. but he confronts Johnny. Mm -hmm. And he's like, listen, we're enemies. Here's what we're going to do. Let's fight. If if you beat me. Yeah, we're just going to have a straight yes. up Because now he's mm -hmm. the DA. You know, unintended consequences. Um, the fact that the fact that Johnny murdered Danny DeVito with a bull made his brother the new DA. Like, again, <laughs> kind of bad decisions here. But he's like, listen, if you beat me, I will quit my job. And if right. I win, you go straight. And right. Johnny totally takes a dive here. 
Well, he does. He takes a minute, though, with it. Oh, He's yeah, going yeah. to go in it, and then he has a vision. He sees his brother as a kid. He yes. sees Tommy as a little kid. He hears his mom saying, come on, just don't you know, yeah. do it for your brother or something. And he totally, yeah, his brother knocks him out. He's like, all right, fine, you're right. I'll go clean. It's all good. Yep, Let's do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Then he does a weird commercial about chewing gum for kids. Yep. About how it is a bad for you. very strange, like, fourth wall breaking PSA about yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, because he's so nice. He's like, I got to go tell my monster buddies that I quit. Not that I quit. He's like, we're all going straight. We're all shutting yeah. this down. Not mm-hmm. like, you know what? Now, Joe Piscopo, you're in charge. Or mm-hmm. Hat Man, maybe you're the next stop. I, I don't know. <laughs> but now he talks about cigarettes and how chewing gum is better. And he's got like, I guess he still has, he still has Peter Boyle's cigarette case. But I guess mm-hmm. now it's filled with gum because he must just yeah. chew gum all the time. But now he and Joe Piscopo have an argument about going straight. Oh, yeah. And he decides, I guess, turn himself in or whatever. Yeah, he's going to give all this evidence to the commissioner. Yeah, right, yes, because he's going to go to the police commissioner. And he basically tells them all, I am not going to turn you guys in. You're all all good. This is me. I'm going to turn myself in. That's fine. Whatever. Mm -hmm. And I guess somehow... Joe Piscopo and Dutch get there before him. I don't yeah. know how that happens. They make good time, let's say. Yeah, they make good work of it. They're they're sneaky bastards. And um, they, uh, Johnny puts his file on the commissioner's desk and yes. is like, here you go. You know, here's everything. And the commissioner is dead. And it's totally dead done by Piscopo. S- and now, now yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they reveal and they, themselves and they yes. club him, knock him right out. Yes. And they frame him. They put a gun in his hand. So it looks like he killed the commissioner. And then they got into some kind of fight. And then, then there's a cleaning lady, an Irish yes. cleaning lady in the hallway. Oh, ta-ta-ta. And- I didn't see it. Before she's like cursing at everybody. I'm like, I don't understand this accent lady. And it's no. not until later on she says I'm Irish. And I went, oh, Really? I get. I mean, she's jolly. I love it when they first. You know go up those to Irish, her, very jolly people. The jolliest. When they first go up to her, they're like, "Hey, can you can you do something for us?" She goes, "Do you want me to take both of you on, or you just one want to watch?" Yes. So, she's up for it, you know. Yeah, she's down. She's fine. We're up for down. Um, but no, they they offer her a bribe to not say anything about what she's seen, and she says, "Say anything about what?" And basically makes yep. a, a wad of cash, seventeen grand, or just by on this today's one. money, two hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. Good money. It's good money. <laughs> it's she's really making. good money. And I got to yeah. tell you, Jamie, this is a this is a super silly movie, full of jokes, and it's it's making fun of mob stuff and crimes. I, when they framed her for that murder, I went. This is a pretty good idea. <laughs> it's like, yeah. guys, you totally did this. Like, this that's this you nailed it. So now we cut to him being arrested or brought in for to the police captain. Yeah, like I don't know. He's surrounded by press, and they're acting like they've never met him before. Where well, like, he, doesn't even, everybody in this neighborhood know who this guy is? They know him, but they've never seen him. He's like that elusive mobster guy that never gets seen. So it's just his small part of the it's street his where his operation. mother lives that knows him knows him right the rest of the city does not got it okay. that's how i see it that's right. how i see no, it. no no right. you could be right i'm glad you're filling in these gaps for me the newspapers the the reporters are all over him they're taking pictures he's like hey if this is your first picture of johnny dangerously let me look good in it 
and the pop flash yeah. blinds him, so he looks crazy. But and I'm just like, you're going to jail for murder, right? <laughs> like you did, like he, he doesn't care. He's not phased at all by any no. of this. I love how Alan Hale is the police commissioner. Alan Hale from um, Gilligan's Island. Oh yeah, uh, and 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 okay. So here's the thing. So because I guess there's no other possible way. I guess the screenwriter sat down. And they're like, well, I don't. I have no idea how anyone's going to figure out Joe Piscopo did this. Before Joe Piscopo left, he stole his cigarette case for no reason whatsoever. So when he's in front of him, he's like, oh, I'll prove it wasn't me because cigarette case. And then he goes, I don't have my cigarette case. You find who has that. You'll find the person who killed the police commissioner or whoever. He's supposed to empty his pockets and give everything, right? And then he realizes that his case is missing. And then he's like, wait a minute. And I love it. The guy's like, did you leave it on the sink? Sometimes I leave it on the sink. Did you put it in the car? Sometimes I do that. And he's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, no, I always keep it with me. If it's not with me, you know, I'll tell you what you're going to do is because he's telling them, you know, I was framed. I did not kill the commissioner. He says, I'll tell you what you're going to do is you're going to find who's ever got my cigarette case and then you'll know that's, that's okay. the person. Maybe I, maybe I was overthinking this because that's when I was like, he was totally cool as a cucumber until he couldn't find the cigarette case. What no, did that it was, have in it? I think he like, had to empty out all his belongings I was and then like, realize. And yeah. this proves yeah. I was innocent or right, something. Right. But no, so... But it kind of does. That's the, He puts yeah. it out there what the what is needed right. to prove his innocence. So now he um, but goes... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. His family comes to the courthouse, right. too. Yeah. Because now this is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. And even Ma Kelly is like, all right, we'll take a picture of my good side, boys, um, when the reporters mm-hmm. are taking pictures. And Ma Kelly is funny because she's kind of like on the fence. Like she even says, I'm very proud of Tommy, but I'm also very sad for Johnny. Right. It's a tough time to be the Kelly <laughs> yes. mom. You know, you're yeah, because Griffin Dunn is very excited. He's like, I'm going to take you down. Yeah. You said you were going straight and immediately murdered well, the yeah, police Well, yeah, he's commissioner. pissed. He's like, you yeah, said that. Right. And he's like, you got to believe me. I didn't do this. And he's like, oh, yeah. Well, then why would you have the gun? And da, da, da. And he does the right. bit about the <clears throat> cigarette case, but at first... His brother doesn't believe him. Tommy's like, whatever, cigarette right. case. You're just trying to cover it up, and you're just, you yeah. are a real criminal. They find out right away. Because I was like, wait, oh, the trial's already happened. I, oh, okay. Because, yeah, they run into, because Joe Piscopo's just hanging around the courtroom. He's always like, there. Like a, like a murderer Lurking. who just hangs around the scene of a crime just because yeah. he wants to see what's going on. But he drops the cigarette case, and Griffin Dunn's like, hey, that's my brother's. I'm going to get right. you. Nobody in this movie plays it cool because maybe don't say anything, dude. And you Yeah, maybe just look magic. at it, take it in, and be like, ha, 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 yeah, my brother was right. Because the moment right, he yeah. says this, then immediately... Um, Joe Piscopo's like, well, great. Now we got to go kill the DA. Yeah. Yeah. So also his mother's on the case now for some reason. And she, like, I did not know that this Irish cleaning lady, I guess, lives in the same building as his mother. Well, yeah. yeah. But she's like, hey, listen, if you fess up about who murdered that dude, I'll give you money. How much do you want? And she's like, 19.5. That's three hundred and sixteen thousand dollars jamie and this lady has been doing a lot of laundry because she's yeah, got she's that saving money. up mm-hmm. yeah she gives her the roll of money and she's helping things out right. she's making sure that you know yeah. um because she doesn't totally trust i guess her da son I, 
yeah, and she that's wants to make sure that her other son is from safe. From this yeah. is like she doesn't she trust wants to him. help it out a little, right? right. Yeah. So to get a witness for them, because what's he going to do with the cigarette case? Well, how's that going to, yeah, you know, prove any innocence? He gets it really doesn't prove any innocence. Which again, you're right. Now that I think about it, that means nothing. Mm -mm. Except Johnny says he had this case, and now this guy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, But this, like you said, the cleaning lady agrees that she will kind of counter confess or whatever or, or say what everything that she's seen i think it's called Me- tell the truth Jamie. tell the truth not counter confess <laughs> that's, that's a uh, i didn't term. mean that uh, i'd like to counter confess now <laughs> but you haven't committed any crimes well whatever i mean i just know stuff <laughs> so here's the thing is that um apparently there's a new jimmy cagney movie in town it's the it's the biggest thing going and everybody's going to be there, including the DA. So yeah. Joe Piscopo's plan is at this movie, they're going to shoot him. Yeah, this is a great time to do yes. it. I think they call um, that like the Abe Lincoln special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is also, we get to see um, Johnny is in the big house. He's in the big house. He's having a great time. Everybody yeah, knows him. Yeah, he's he's handing out wads of money yep. to the to um the prison guards and everybody, yeah. you know, all the very guys in the cells know him. And it is a little lonely. He's in his, his little, but even his, his jail outfit, he's wearing a belt. He's kind of snazzily dressed. Um, when Ma Kelly goes to the cleaning lady to kind of make the deal with her and she says, she tells her, you know, we have a oh, yes. lot in common. Right, yeah. And she's like, what do we have in common? Huh? She says, well, we both scrub floors. We're both swell lookers. And neither one of us is Chinese. <laughs> Just throw that it. in there. Why not? Go right ahead. I love it. Anyway, sorry. No. Johnny's girl comes and visits him mm-hmm. in the jail. Yeah. And Johnny convinces her to to pretend that she's into um, Piscopo right. so that she can get some intel. Yeah. And at first she's like, I could never. And he's like, come on, you're going to get me some good intel right. and it'll all work and it'll be great. So she does get the intel that because the DA, the brother, goes straight, right? Doesn't he go right to um, Piscopo and says, like, I'm going to get you? Yeah, again, and that's just when, like yeah. yelling, like, I'm going to send he's you to jail. What? Yeah. He's not very good at his job. He's terrible at his job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, I'm sure he knows the law, but, you know, all that time he was spending studying, he should have just. He's not sly. Had more social interactions with people mm-hmm. and figured out how to mm-hmm. how to talk to other people. Right. So yeah, he's he's basically like, "You're going down, dude." Uh, P.S. I gotta I gotta go to a movie later. Um, this is exactly where I'll be at what time. So mm-hmm. this is when he figures out, you know, this is where we're gonna kill him. And then, well, no, they hear it on the news. Oh Remember? yeah, yeah. He they goes, turn on the radio. How are we gonna find out yeah. how where where he's at or what time? They turn on the news and there it is. And the whole time, Johnny's girl is there, so she sees all this. Even the brother is like, oh, you've moved on so quickly. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I go where the passion is or whatever. But they, when they make this plan to shoot the DA uh, at the movie, she is there. And she tells the parrot to go to right. the big house and let Johnny know. And then it's a fun thing. The parrot flies, and there's a, like a game of telephone that mm-hmm. goes on. Where they get the message to Johnny and it's something else, but who's he eating sushi out. in prison? That was kind of fun. Yeah. He's got sushi. Yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. else does, of course. And then he decides to like, I want to be murdered immediately. Like, I want to go to the electric chair now. Can you get me there 
tonight because he's got a yeah. whole plan for escape. Yeah, he has a whole freak out that he does yes, purposely right, right. in the cafeteria. Yeah. Very Beetlejuicey, I gotta mm-hmm. got say. Very, mm. very Beetlejuicey. But this was pre Beetlejuicey, so is it Johnny Dangerous? Nope, it's Beetlejuicey. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so, so he does all of this. Okay, so the priest comes to him that evening. But it's a priest that he specifically chose. Yes. And yes. the priest is, I, I don't, one of his mob buddies, I guess. I didn't know if I was supposed to know this character or not. Well, he opens up the Bible and it's like part of like a uh, Right. It's like part of a gun. Yeah. And then yeah. as he walks down the, uh, let's call it the Green Mile, as he okay. walks down the Green Mile, all the other prisoners hand him pieces to construct this gun that he then, you know, holds the warden up with and he can escape. But then I, I like how the warden's like, you weren't going to shoot me, were you? And he goes with this and he throws him the gun. And it's just and a it bunch just of pieces. Yeah. I love it when the priest is walking him. It's a fake priest. Oh, yeah. So just... when he should be saying the prayer, he's saying, we missed the bus. You missed the bus. They missed the bus. When is the next bus? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I so, love it. So it's basically a race to this movie theater because we see the Griffin Dunn sitting down to this movie. We yes. also see that um, Joe Piscopo is behind the screen and his mm-hmm. plan is to take a little knife and cut a hole in the screen. And then he's mm-hmm. going to use this giant long gun that he has. No, the one that he can't wait to use. Right. Yeah. Yes. It shoots through schools and he's going to murder <laughs> Griffin Dunn with this. He escapes from prison, Johnny Dangerously, and he gets mm-hmm. in a car driven by Mary Lou Henner Mm -hmm. and his priest buddies in the back. At one point, the guy's mooning people next to him. Oh yeah. Because they're changing because they keep changing. Right. right. And, and a throwaway line that I thought was a throwaway line, uh, is that Mary Lou Henner loves shelf paper. Yeah. But she has, it's a gag where they call in that the car is black and he starts pulling shelf paper off the car to reveal a white car. Yeah. But then that's called in. And he pulls more off to reveal a duck and bunny paper. And I love it when the when the Alan, whoever's the cop. Alan Hale. Oh, the thank great, you, Al. You know, Skipper from Gilligan's oh, Island. Yeah, the Skip. The Skipper's calling it skip. in. I don't think anyone ever called him Skip throughout the duration of that show. He was like, "Oh, good old Skip, my favorite character." <laughs> He's really getting a kick out of this he's having so much fun well because now it's not only is it a car with ducks and bunnies but they're also dressed like nuns inside the car they keep changing their outfit first they were in the black car dressed as fishermen Mm -hmm. then they were in the white car as fishermen and now they are in this other car dresses as ducks and bunnies Um, but they are on their way to the movie theater to stop this shooting from happening and they basically do because yeah yeah, um, Johnny Dangerously runs down the Isle of the theater, dives mm-hmm. in front of his brother. Mm-hmm. Joe Piscopo shoots him, but again, it hits the... Wait, does it hit the thing? No, his brother. He shoots it, Griffin yeah. Dunn. His brother yeah. jumps in front, but the bullet hits because Griffin Dunn now has the cigarette case. Right. And it saves his life. And as Johnny Dangerously dives, he shoots... I thought he shot... Joe Piscopo, because even Joe Piscopo is like, ugh, and falls yeah. through the screen. Later on, gets up, does not appear to be injured. No, no. Like you said, people are getting shot, maybe. Right. This? Yes. And then, the, and then they're all happy, a happy family, and mm-hmm. we cut back to present day, and 
<clears throat> you know, his story has ended. This yeah, kid may have learned the... a thing or two. So he gives this kid a kitten <laughs> and tells mm-hmm. him that crime does not pay. But it is revealed as he walks outside. Mary Lou Henner pulls up in a very, very nice car. And he turns to us, the audience, addressing us again. Last yes. time he was talking about chewing gum. Um, but he tells us that crime pays a little. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. The and end. That's, that's Johnny, on Johnny Dangerously. dangerously. Well, what'd you think? Do I? All right. I was going to say, do I even need to ask you what you thought? Oh, I <clears> loved it. Yeah. I've, I've loved this movie then. I was a little nervous because I hadn't seen it for a while. I'm like, will it sure. hold up? I'm pretty sure yeah. it'll hold up. And it did. It did. There was very few things that I didn't remember. A couple of the lines that I forgot. I didn't remember the whole... Um, the testicles video, but oh probably because I was a kid and That's I didn't the, understand that it. That might be the only part of this that really sticks with me for uh, a very long time uh, is that cartoon. The the testicles I, brushing their teeth is something I don't know. I that think I'll I didn't forget. understand it. Oh, no, 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 no. So as a kid, I didn't. I yeah. totally understand that. Um, I, I did not like this. You didn't like I it. I had such a hard time with it. Yeah. Oh. I, I feel like. I feel like comedy is something that doesn't, I'm going to say doesn't usually age all that well, but I feel like it's the thing that you can probably have the most nostalgia for. Like if Mm -hmm. I had seen this when I was younger, I really think I would have gotten a kick out of it. Yeah. But it's just like watching this now, 40, almost 40 years later, I could watch it and be like, I understand that these are jokes. I understand that what's happening right now is supposed to be funny. Right. Very few things landed for me. All right. I d- All yeah, right. I feel bad saying it, but I did not have fun. Hey, you got to be honest. You yeah. got to be honest. With I'm, how not, you I'm feel. not gonna lie. And to I our having no connection, and I right. think sometimes that happens yeah. with some of these movies. If you don't, sometimes it's the connection, the nostalgia, like you said, yeah. that makes it. I also, like I said, it was, it's mob movies were a big part mm-hmm. of my growing up. Sure, and this being a funny mob because it was either mob movies or comedies that we were watching in my <laughs> house and this was kind of a combination of both so um it was on it's, regular rotation it's super special yeah. to me. No, no, no i listen i understand and i i came i was i had a feeling i wasn't gonna i was worried too it. that you weren't gonna like it but i thought you'd enjoy michael keaton's performance enough but then when I when you gave the explanation about how you see yeah. him and then yeah. him in this role, I, I see yeah. I see what happened here. Yeah, I just I think it was a red flag when I kind of had never really heard anybody talk about this movie where it seems like a very personal choice to um like this. Oh that's right. bad. <laughs> <All right. laughs> anyway, do you have a recommendation? I do, I do. It's another it's another family favorite. Sure. Uh, it's another favorite. It's a '90s movie. Um, it's kind of. It's got a little mafia touch in it. It's the movie 29th Street. I think it was made in 1991. It's kind of loosely based on the true story of Frank Pesh. He was the first guy to win the New York State Lottery, um, and he was this Italian guy from Queens that just had this blessed kind of luck. Um, mm-hmm. Danny Aiello's in it, and Lainey Kazan is in it. Um, it's really great. Oh. It's I saw somebody describe it on I don't know it was either on YouTube or Amazon, and it kind of fits. It's like if Goodfellas met It's a Wonderful Life. Um, okay. It's it's uh, this guy Frank Pesh wins the lotto and it just it, it lottery and it kind of changes his life and he's got this strange just 
love-hate relationship with his dad, but they're, it's an Italian family, and they do, they represent an Italian family really well. It's another movie that my family and I used to quote and say to each other all the time. It's a lot of fun, and there is, he kind of gets involved, again, because he's Italian and he's in Queens. Uh, Frank Pesh kind of gets involved with the mafia a little bit, so it's got sort of a mafia connection, and it's it's comedy, but it's also a little bit of drama, and it's just a really sweet story, um, and it really, it's really actually one of my, probably one of my favorite movies. It's, it's oh, a good one, 29th okay. Street. Yeah. I, will, I will definitely have to check that out then. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. cool. How um, about for you? It's got to be some 19... 19- 30s oh, French mobster movie. Come on, tell years us. off. It's 1954. Oh, oh okay, okay, um, okay. It's a movie called uh, Pushover, and it's uh, Pushover. a movie where a bank robbery takes place at the beginning, and the cops have a good idea of who the robbers are, but they can't prove it. So they're basically like, okay, we're just going to stake out this dude's girlfriend's place. Like they get a, you know, apartment ah. across the street from her and they're like, we'll just watch him and we'll see what happens with the money. And then we can swoop in and everything like that. So the main cop on this is the, um, Frederick Murray, the dad from my three sons. Oh, and he kind of totally falls in love with this mobster's girlfriend just oh. from afar. But then he kind of like runs into her and, um, after a while, they get pretty hot and heavy, Ooh. and she's like, all right, I don't know where the money is. I know what you're no. doing here, but I can find out, and listen, if you then off him, you and I can take this <gasps> money, and that's it. Ooh. And it is, it gets, this is a movie from the 50s, and it gets very dark, like, to the point where he's like, oh no, one of my cop buddies found out, I guess I got to totes murder this dude. Like, it Ooh. gets really, really dark in a way that these movies don't usually yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, it was it was really really good. So that's my recommendation. Excellent. From this, we're gonna stick with I guess mobster. I don't know if they're mobsters, but crime movies. Let's say <laughs> we're gonna listen. We're coming back in two weeks as usual. Yeah, yeah. We're on our sketch. We're gonna talk about we. I I thought we did this before. Not <laughs> not did this movie, but for some reason. Our next episode is going to come out on Michelle Pfeiffer's birthday. So we're going to talk about a Michelle Pfeiffer and Jeff Goldblum movie. Fabulous. Called Into the Night. Into the Night with Goldblum and Pfeiffer? Goldblum and Pfeiffer. Dan Aykroyd is in this too. Okay. Dan Awkward, you mean? Dan Um. Dan Awkward. Dan Awkward. Dan Awkward. I have never heard anyone make that joke before. But it's an original. It's a J-Lo original. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm kind of here for it, actually. Yeah. But anyway, everybody, listen, thank you so much. Um, oh, we appreciate y'all. One thing I was going to say at the beginning <clears throat> that I forgot, I'll start to try and say is at the beginning of all of our shows, is if you're just listening to us in audio form, and uh, you want to see what we look like, we are now going to start to put these things up on YouTube. That's right. Because Jamie's husband said he would do it because I don't want to do it. savvy because so, he's savvy like yeah, that. Yeah, so now that we have somebody working behind the scenes for us, we can put this up. 
on our YouTube channel. Just find Good Times, Great Movies on YouTube. Uh, we do have all our past episodes up there, but there's not a visual component. I kind of just put like a still from the movie up there, but you can hear that's us perfect. talk. Yeah that's, yeah, that's perfect enough. But now you can actually see us as we talk about it. So look for that on uh, future episodes. And um, until we see you guys again in two weeks, have a great two weeks, everybody. Take care. You forganize holes. I'll feed you sizzling steak and bootleg gin and chocolate cake till it's a sin. We'll work it up and keep you thin. I want to eat dangerously. go both ways i was gonna say michelle should just program our show <laughs> like like she's constantly like she's giving got... us stuff that we've never seen before we should have like like a month to, well which would only be two episodes but <laughs> potentially but still 